All right, uh, time for what you need to know. It's brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Laura, what do we need to know? What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Sorry, I dropped there for a second. That was really weird. Yeah, and Laura uh, was having those moments where she's like, come on, Kaplan, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Sedano dropped. Let's go. I was yeah. like, take it, take it. <laughs> hey. uh, so anyhow, Laura. Me? You're looking at me? Que lo que tienes? Que onda? All right. So we love to drink, right? All of us always talk about we enjoy a good tequila, good whiskey. And I came across a new um, tequila bottle that I was like, oh, I want to buy it just because Mm. of the bottle. Is it Los Lobos like uh, LeBron? No. 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 So it's a cla- oh, clearly, of course, for you, it would never. <laughs> don't be hate. Yes. Don't I'm hate. I'm not hating. Even hates the if tequila. The, no, no. If the tequila's good, I'll buy it. But so, Clase Azul Gold is a blend that includes an eight-year-old extra añejo aged in a bourbon barrel. But the Ooh. cool, I know, right? But the cool is a decanter has a 24 karat gold trim, along with an agave medallion that's also dipped in gold. And okay. the price is, I mean, it's steep, but I feel like we've paid. For other bottles that don't give me all that, um, it's $300. So would you guys be willing to dish out the $300 to A, buy it and try it because I think it sounds really good. But then you also get the medallion and the little other stuff, um, the gold trim for $300. Uh, I would give it a shot. Uh, I'm not a huge tequila person, but I would I would buy it only in this scenario. Okay? I would buy it if... Let's say I'm having like a like a party for like an anniversary or something, right? Where I know there's going to be people here mm-hmm. that you know I love and care about. Because if I'm going to share that thing, it's going to be with people, you know, friends and family that I care about, right? So it's got to sure. be a party scenario um, or something like that. I would buy it and be like, hey, everybody, let's have a shot of this. You know what I mean? And just be like, let's celebrate friendship or family or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. For something like that, yes. But like buy it just to – I don't I, – look – I don't. I, I rarely sip tequila. Okay, like I do occasionally. I do buy some Casamigos Reposado mm, and sip so it occasionally. Good. But I'm more of a whiskey person personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, because of that, it would be. I like drinking tequila in more festive situations. I can tell you right now, I'm out on a $300 bottle of tequila, and here's why. Mm. Because it sounds to me like I'm spending the money on the bottle, not on the tequila, right? So I'll ask you guys, what, what do you think is like the best tequila for a reasonable price? Like expensive, but, but really quality tequila. I mean, what, what do you think is expensive? Yeah, well, what do you think? Casamigos is good. It's like 40, 50 bucks. It's like 50 bucks, yeah. Very reasonable, right? Wouldn't yeah. you agree? Very reasonable? Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. Okay, but Don Julio 1942. Oh, oh now that's, well, that's a different level. That's right. A, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, but you know how much that, that would cost you to buy a bottle of that in Bevmo? It's like a hundred and something. Right, like one hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah. One hundred fifty so, bucks, right? Right. Something right. Like so, that, yeah. so if I'm gonna, so I can spend half the money on a really, really great bottle of Don Julio nineteen forty two rather than three hundred dollars on a bottle that's got a bunch of gold in it. What do I do when it's done? What, what am I gonna take it to a jewelry exchange and go, yo, I drank this bottle of tequila. It's got a little bit of gold in it. What do you give me for it? That bottle's badass, though, Laura. I know. Yeah, I just sent you guys. I'll, I'll post it on my. Uh, it looks like a chess piece. It's so dope, right? Like I, I saw it and I was like, "Yo, I just, I want the the bottle. Just looks cool." And it's, I mean, it doesn't sound bad. Like eight year old extra añejo, aged in bourbon barrels. Like, hmm. 
What is the brand of tequila this is? Clase Azul Gold. Oh, yeah. So, like, Clase Azul, they have the, the blue and white bottle that they at do. the top, mm-hmm. you, hit the, you hit the top of it and it has that, like, ding to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful bottle. But I'm telling you, I'd rather, spend a, I'd rather spend half the money on a great bottle of tequila than spend twice the money on a bottle that's really all about the gold. Well, Clase Azul is a good tequila, though. Yes, it's very good. Yeah, so it might be great and you get a cool bottle. So, you know, I haven't tried right, it. Right, exactly. So I'm just saying. And like, What about you, Lindsay? Um, I'm not really a big drinker, but I'm all about like collecting the cool bottles and especially the celebrity tequila. And yeah. even though Laura may not like it or him, I'm totally getting the Lobos. <laughs> the Lobos, I think that's what it's well, called. Well, yeah, I uh, mean, LeBron you owe LeBron a lot. Like, you got a championship out of that. I know. So, like, I, feel I know. Like you best need to day of my LeBron. life. Best yeah. day of my life. The least really? Was that the best tequila. day of your life? That game, 100%. game seven, 2016? Okay. And you know what? My dad will say the same thing. He has said really? the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, listen, I get it. It was brutal. I remember covering. Um, or not covering, I'm sorry. I remember watching the World Series in 1997 when, um, you know, Tony Fernandez had that error. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, like, like that. I Bob Costas, who I love. Like, to me, I look at him as, like, you know, the one of the pioneers of broadcast, sports broadcasting, right? Like, he almost sounded disgusted that, uh, that, that the, a, a five-year-old team that had been – that it was a wild card won the World Series back then. Like, it was wild. But uh, You know, I always tell people a story real quick. My dad, after that happened, I remember he disappeared. He was so upset. He went out for a walk, and he disappeared in the pouring rain on foot for two days. And he said he just walked around the whole time. For wow. two days. Now, what was worse? Yeah. Was it when, uh, when, how about when they lost to the Cubs? Well, that didn't matter because we ended up winning, you know, we had already won. You already won the LeBron one, the, right. Yeah. yeah, and that, nothing is ever going to top that. Nothing. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. Your that father is, uh, disappeared for two days walking in the rain <laughs> when the, because, when because the, the Indians lost the World Series. Right. Yep. The, or, the, 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 the Guardians lost the World Series. Should that I start calling them joke. the Guardians yet? No, well, they were the no, Indians they, then. They, but yeah. you, they, they were yeah, not the yeah. Guardians yet, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Two days, That, that wow. is funny. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Now, Lindsay, you said something interesting. I'm going to pause all the sports talk for a second, even though we just did Would You Rather, which isn't sports talk, but who cares? So you said... You're not much of a drinker. So I'm curious, you know, because we, you know, we know you a little bit, but I don't feel like we know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is, how does Lindsay unwind then? Because when I, I mean, I don't drink every night either. Like, I, I go through phases where I go through like wine phases and I'll drink, you know, a glass of wine for like a couple of days. And then, you know, I'm more of a social drinker, particularly like with hard stuff. Um, so I don't drink very often at home. So how do you unwind? Because on this show, we unwind not only with alcohol, but, you know, we unwind with, uh, you know, some, uh, yeah, cannabis. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't really, not like a big dabbler in a lot of that stuff. However, I will say. So how do you unwind? There's got to be an unwinding. I unwind by watching movies, like mindless TV shows and movies. Um, and then I do, I get a lot of massages. I do a lot of yoga. Ooh. Do you use I, the Soothe app? No, I don't. What's that? Never heard of it. Oh, see, uh, you work with John Ireland and he hasn't told you about the Soothe app? So no. the Soothe app is basically the Uber of massage therapists. Um, really? So. Yeah, I, so Ireland, LZ, and Trudell all recommend this to me. So I got the trifecta, and I finally used it. And basically, it's a professional masseuse comes to your house. You download the app, and 
that you can schedule a massage. They come to your home. They can do it indoors, outdoors, however you'd like to do it, uh, based on uh, you know your availability, right? And instead of having to go somewhere, you can just get it done. So yeah, I I ne- had never tried it. Um, but John has had back issues, LZ has had back issues, and Trudell had had back issues, like me. A lot of the travel kind of does that to you over time. So they uh, they recommend the Soothe app, and now I'm all in on the Soothe app. It's a little pricier, but not that much pricier, to be honest, than going to a place. Well, if I could get my massage therapist that I go to all the time in the marina, I go to Marina Massage, and they have, like, the best massage therapist ever there. And I don't know, I feel like... I get a little bit more relaxed when I'm going to a place because they've got all the ambiance and stuff. Whereas if I had someone come to my place, I know that like I'm in my bedroom where I just got done doing a work shift, you know, so it's not as relaxing, right? (laughs) Do you have a patio? Yeah, I do. But it's, I live in um, an apartment building where it's kind of like the spring break hotels where everyone's patio is like all facing each other, you know, like in the courtyards in the middle. Like Melrose Place. Yeah, it's not private at all. So I don't really like sitting on my patio a whole lot. I just kind of sit in the courtyard or, you know, up. We have the rooftop open so we can just hang out up there. They got fireplaces and stuff like that. I have a massage place nearby my house and I like it. Um, It's relatively well priced, but there's only one problem. You know, that place where they put your your face in your head, you know, like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like this circle at the top of the massage table. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like a horseshoe thingy. Yeah. It hurts. Like, it's painful. You can put a towel on it. You can put a pillow on it. It doesn't matter what you put on this thing. It freaking just hurts. And so there I am. I'm trying to, like, relax, chill, get rubbed down, and it just hurts. And I went and I bought, like, an entire package of massages at this place, and I they're sitting in my car. I never go because it hurts my freaking face. Well, you should tell them because those things, yeah. they're not all like that. They're not supposed to hurt. And they probably have like a, a cheaper version of it and they need to upgrade it and, you know, get the nicer one yeah. so it doesn't hurt so your face. So Mason, Mason just texted me, Lindsay, and said, and, and Scott too, um, that he says, quote, she's always too wound up. She never unwinds. Oh, my. Oh, my. Mm. We need to go out, Lindsay. See, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't really like going out. I did like way too much of that when I was younger and I bartended when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that, I mean, I would, I like to go out and like sit by like, you know, go to like the Venezuelan and maybe have like a half of a margarita or I'll say, can you give me a really, really weak margarita? Because I don't want to get drunk. Right. You know, I just want to like chill a little bit. I'll do that. But... Do you like to dance? That's my, like yeah. hiking and dancing is my own whining. I like to dance. I like to hike, too. I walk a lot with my dog at the beach. That's fun. It's relaxing. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But what, what is it about Mason that – why do you think Mason thinks you're too wound up and that you never unwind? Um, probably because he's always the opposite of that because he's, <laughs> he's always smoking or he's always, he's always unwinding. So maybe he says you could snap at any moment. Like literally, just text me that right now. Good wow. lord, Lindsay! It doesn't. This he, does not sound like the Lindsay snap. we've worked with. Yeah, That's Greg. It, it's not. That's you know. I guess he he makes me snap. And now if you guys say Greg does that too, maybe he did it to them. They did it to him. George, let me ask you a quick question here. And Laura, you should jump in on this as well. If I so wait, wait, guys, wait, real quick, Scott. So yeah. you're saying that the reason Greg <laughs> is so uptight with us is because of Mason? Uh, could be. Could be. Mm. Well, mm. but but so this is an interesting question for you guys then. And, and Laura, you definitely must opine on this. Okay. If I told you guys right now that we could make a trade, a swap, one for one, we take Lindsay, 
Mason and Ireland take Bergman. Greg, or would, would you do that, George, for Greg? Would you, would you take Lindsey for Bergman right now? See, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that because I, I think Greg has real value to this show. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Now, look, there are things I like about Lindsay. You know, Lindsay is like, Lindsay's like the shiny new car. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, it, you, it's got the new car smell. You're like, man, that car right there is pretty awesome. But you know what? There's something to be said about old reliable. You know what I mean? And no matter how much, uh, you know, Greg sometimes gets on our nerves, the one thing we can count on, he is okay well i don't know if he's okay but we can make him the butt of the joke and that is just equally as important on this show okay laura any uh any opinion here i am going to decline even answering no anyway. it's our boss bro <laughs> like what are you talking about why are you doing that Derek? yeah right, you can answer it it's okay no look no my thing is i i don't I, answer yeah, that question yeah. i like working with greg i really do thank you i really no do? i i genuinely really? do like it's we have fun we have like little like while we're on break like him and I are like you know pushing each other to work out or we're talking about certain things like I really do enjoy working with Greg and no offense Lindsay like I enjoy working with her too but it's like you don't ask that like cab it's like a weird I don't know yeah it's weird I don't know I'd make that trade in a heartbeat All right, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Kaplan, go ahead, ask the people. If the, you want to ask the people which show that Lindsay should be on? No, no, I mean, no, it's, no. it's all good, but uh, I mean, I, maybe I would ask Mason and Ireland, yo, you guys want to make a trade? I'm no. sure they'd, they'd get rid of me. They'd get really? rid of me. Cause, really? Because like, like Mason just said, like he, he said, I'm, I'm too tightly wound, and I snap too much, apparently. Hmm. See, I think Bergman's very tightly wound. You want to know my tiny. my issue why I snap a lot at Mason is going behind the curtain here is because I feel like a lot of times where I, I put all this this time and effort into like you know getting our show together and then I feel like a lot of the time he's just completely ignoring me and I'm like going through stuff and reading stuff and he's like uh huh yeah uh huh okay let, let let's talk about this on the other side a little further <laughs> let's talk about this on the let's 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 put you on the leather couch and let's talk about this on the maybe we should get Mason on so you can talk this out therapy like I, feel like session. This be I got good. therapy music. <laughs> Yes. All right, we got therapy music. Mason, if you want to join us, I know you're listening. Call us in right now. We can have this discussion. Let's air this out. So I can be your therapist. I, I go to therapy every, you know, not every week, but like once a month at least. I can do this. I can help you guys out. I can, I can help your this. marriage out. <laughs> I, listen, I helped Mason in Ireland. Their marriage was very stale. They didn't even like to have sex anymore on, really? uh, on proverb, not, figuratively, not literally. So now Mason and Ireland <laughs> are doing it. Yes, oh, yes, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. The, the sex was no longer good on Mason Ireland. Then I intervened, and now they're back to being Mason wow. and Ireland. You're like a sex so I feel therapist. like I can help. I can help you and uh, you and Mason get along and find your mojo again. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. If you want to help, help them find their mojo and get Mason on the phone. We'll get Lindsay here. We'll do that on the other side. Sedano Cap with you here on seven ten ESPN. All right. So I've invited Mason on, and he has declined. Okay. Says but Lindsay, he's too busy unwinding. He is. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe he is. I forgot, you know. I mean, it's two hours since 420. He should be fine. You know, unless he reloaded. <laughs> Probably did. It's an all-night thing that. for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, so, look, this all started because Scott wanted to trade Greg. I Let the record show I was not for that. Okay, Me Let the record <laughs> Yes. Well, Laura especially. But let the record show I, of all people, was not as much grief as I give him. Um, I mean, I, I. so you wanted to make the trade 
Now, again, then I asked how Lindsay unwind, uh, unwinds. Mason said she, uh, she doesn't unwind, that she needs to unwind. She's too wound up. She never unwinds. She could snap at any moment. Now, Lindsay, you think he's too loose. And then you went on to say that you don't believe he's listening to your, uh, I don't know, your. He blows uh, I guess, her off. He doesn't take any right, of her, her advice. Your suggestions. Your right. suggestions. Wait, I'm not yeah. saying all the time, but I'm saying he has a tendency to do that. And that's when I get mad because I have to be like, hey, hey, buddy, pay attention. Let's get back <laughs> on track. Hey, buddy, you know. pay attention before I give you a whack in the back of that gray skull of yours. Hey, pal, wake up. I'm talking to you, man. I've done research all day long. Talk to me. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, yeah, it makes me a little mad because I guess I have a short temper, which I talked about that earlier on the show. You know, when they asked about beating people up because I got in a fight with someone in high school. But whoa, you, know, you you're a fighter. I beat up a boy in high school. What? But yeah. All right, tell liked, me about that. I need to know this. I, I want to just spend the rest of the hour talking about knowing more well, about Lindsay here. Mason, you better be careful, bro. Well, so there was a guy in high school. Again, I said I have like a short temper. I have anger problems. And there was a guy in high school who was really annoying and he kept asking me out. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then he got offended by the fact that I was like, look, dude, it's not happening. Forget about it. Move on. So he started spitting spitballs at me one day in class. And I was like, that's disgusting. That's one of the grossest things you can do. I don't want your spit in my face. So then at lunchtime, I was so fed up with it. I took my chocolate milk and I poured it over his head. And he turned around and like tried to like instigate a fight with me so i punched him in the face and it ended up breaking his nose and bleeding all over the place <laughs> and then i got arrested in the cafeteria at lunchtime and no you way know, t- they arrested yeah. you they don't take you to the principal's office wait and, like, what no, you got arrested, arrested? we so at my school in high school we had like a police officer that was always he was there most days just kind of like monitoring i guess at you know when people got to school at lunchtime and then when people left and so everyone kind of knew him. He was the, the local cop that monitored our school. And, yep, he yep. put me in handcuffs. He arrested both of us, put us in wow. the same car, and then also put us in the same holding cell. We were in a holding cell in the, the Berea jail. Jeez. And they made fun of him. Like, hey, Kurt, you're going to be okay? Or Lindsay going to beat you up some more? And it was kind of a funny thing. And I got a ticket for disorderly conduct. But I got, wow. it, I got it wiped off my record. Yeah. How'd that go over yeah. when you got home that day? Um, my parents were not happy because I got suspended for a week, I think. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Mace? Don't, don't come on. Yeah. I, I'm afraid she's going to crush you. Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Like, it was I, a long I, time I, ago. I'm, 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 I, listen, I, I think once a fighter, always a fighter. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be careful around you and I barely even know you. And George is a uh, black belt. Don't forget about and that. I am. Well, yeah, exactly. So there's that. I'm a kind soul. I don't fight people on like. Unless I have to, and in that situation, I felt I had to. Had to take that I chocolate mean, milk and throw it on. Disrespectful. Yes. I'm not I mean, an instigator. It's, it's one step away from being spit on a spitball. So right, that. it's nasty. Why did we I, all drink milk in high school for lunch? Like, why did we all have white milk and chocolate? I milk? didn't. Not me. No. Yeah, I didn't no. Do that. no. You guys didn't have milk in cartons, little milk no. cartons. Yeah. Maybe when I was like in kindergarten, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in high. I didn't even eat the lunch they gave us in high school. I bought yeah, my own exactly. stuff. Exactly. Was there any other beverage choice other than milk? Gatorade, yeah. soda. When I went to high school, that. there was soda, there was water, there Gatorade. was, uh, yeah, everything. Oh, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got people holding on patiently. Uh, let's go to Marcus in the LBC who wants to talk about uh, wearing underwear around the house um, and the, the in-laws are around. Marcus, what do you got? Hey, George. Hey, Scott, man. Uh, long time, first time. Hey, man. So I thought I was the only one, George, but I wear my underwear all the time. I literally 
come home from the gym, take off my, take a shower, get in my underwear, do my work, whatever, you know, because I own my own business. I work from home, do that. And I'm just walking around in it. And I love it. And so when it, when it comes to my in-laws, when I was married, I recently got divorced. Um, you know, when she would come over, you know, I was like, oh, man, I got to put my shorts on. But right when she, I mean, right after she would leave, I mean, I'm right back to the boxing, man. Boxing briefs yes. all day, man. It's just I so do great. the same thing. I swear <laughs> to God. That's great. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, you right. know, I, I, I keep it bundled up when, you know, when they come. But, hey, when they're gone, I'm right back to my old ways, man. <laughs> Let, Let loose. loose. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Yes, Marcus, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, okay? Yeah, All right, man. Back, man. All right. That's Marcus in the LBC who's got my back there. All right, let's go to Tony in L.A. He wants to talk about Greg, Greg and Lindsay. Tony, what's up? Hey, fellas. Hey, um, I'm going to have to – kind of agree with Lindsay somewhat on the Mason thing. You know, um, I've, I've listened to their show. I listen to you guys more than them just because of the time slot. But, however, Mason does kind of, like, dismiss her sometimes. But he's gotten better. He has gotten better a little bit. I've listened over the last couple months. So, but he's she's justified in that. And, hey, Lindsay, she's bad. She, she didn't tell you about her crossbow killing a deer i think back in the day I <laughs> wait what story. you killed a what with a crossbow no, i killed a turkey not a deer it's okay I that's even harder I, I would say because it it's harder. smaller it is harder Way did you harder. call the turkey in did you have one of those things in your mouth where you're going, no. No, no 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 my boyfriend no. at the time did that i just shot it oh really he called Damn. the turkey in mm-hmm. i'd be oh, careful Lindsay, you're too. a badass dude thank you tony Never yeah, you're way more of a badass than Greg. I'm a little sure. scared now. I'm like, no roommates, I mean, no roommates. <laughs> yeah, don't be a roommate with Laura. Laura's like, oh, no, girl, we nah, don't. Yeah. Uh, you guys are making the... me out to be like this evil person. that No, no not evil. I'm saying. calling you a badass. That's different. Badass, yep. I yeah, hurt dude. In a good way, in a good way. Yeah. I wouldn't hurt a fly unless I had to. You're like a Laura Croft Tomb Raider. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you are right now. I mean, Lindsay, it just so happens that within the last five minutes, you told us about kicking some guy's ass in high school after pouring chocolate milk on his head because he shot spitballs at you and then killing a turkey with a bow and arrow. It's pretty yeah. impressive. I would say so. Well, hey, hey, caller, no- caller number four right now. Cap, we're giving away this draft party, right? We're- yeah. So basically, what's the deal? What are we giving away so people know? Here's the deal. It is a fantasy football draft party. You and nine of your closest friends. It's Friday, August 27th at Hollywood Park Casino. It's going to be hosted by Keyshawn, Travis Rogers, and myself. All you have to do right now is call 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Caller number four, numero cuatro, will win entry to the draft, and they'll be able to bring nine of their friends. We'll be broadcasting the show live from 4 to 7 at Hollywood Park Casino. The draft party will start at 7 as soon as we get off the air. Everyone attending will get food, drinks, swag bags, chances to win, and it's all brought to you and thanks in part to Hollywood Park Casino. We appreciate you guys at Hollywood Park Casino. Elevate your game. We will be there doing a live broadcast Friday, August 27th. We want you to come. Caller 4, ahora. All right, so do it now. Caller 4, hit that up. Plus, everybody's favorite segment, the most listened, the most listened to segment on this show each and every day. Big deal or no deal with Lindsay hosting. We'll have that coming up, plus the winner next. All right, before that, speaking of big deals, a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve 
what's right. Uh, real quick, shout out to Mark Chile from San Dimas. He won our fantasy football draft party giveaway where him and nine friends are going to be hanging out at Hollywood Park and Casino on Friday, August 27th, hosted by Keyshawn, Travis, and our boy Cap. So make sure that uh, you tune in each and every day and listen because we're going to give that away at 6.15 all week long. So yeah. tune in for that. But now it's time for Big Deal or No Deal, which I know you all love. And Lindsay will be hosting today. Lindsay, what do you have? All right, I'm going to start off with this thing that kind of went viral on TikTok last week. A man was left stunned when his date asked him to transfer some money towards an Uber. So the guy's name is Peter. He shared a video of a text exchange he had with his date, Tori, which is a woman he took out for dinner. As Tori thanked him for treating her to a lovely meal, she kindly asked him whether he could transfer some money towards an Uber she took to meet him. Quote, the Uber ended up being way more expensive than I thought. Do you mind if we split it? And then Peter replied to her saying, well, you said you didn't want me to pick you up and you would meet me there. Ha ha. Tori wrote back, L-M-A-O-O-O. It's okay. I can just Venmo request like $10? Question mark. So Peter was not very impressed with this request. And he called the date the worst ever on TikTok. And this girl's getting a lot of flack for it. Is Tori asking for Uber money for the, the ride to the date a big deal or no deal? Well, I think it's a big deal because I think those things should be discussed on the front end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have a problem paying for it. Uh, I Look, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty, like, generous in that sense. Like, I've paid for people's Ubers plenty of times. Um, even sending friends home, right? Like, just maybe they've had a, a little bit to drink. Um, it's like, yo, leave your car here. We'll get you an Uber. You get home or whatever. So I'm okay with that. But on a date situation – now, granted, it's been a long-ass time since I've been on a date situation. But um, – I would imagine that that is something that should probably be discussed in the front. If you're going to go Dutch, you go Dutch. Um, I would have paid for it, just whatever, because that would have been me. But I could see why somebody would have an issue with it. See, I think I think she's in the wrong. I think that if the gentleman said, hey, I'll come pick you up, we'll go out for dinner, and she said, no, 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 I don't want to be stuck with you. I want to be on my own. I'm going to take an Uber. If she's decided she's taking an Uber, then that was her decision. And I don't really think that he needs to pay for it. Now, on the flip side, had he said to her, I'll tell you what, you want to take an Uber? That's fine. I will order the Uber for you. See, this, this notion of Venmoing after the fact, because if the date didn't go well, then you probably don't have much chance unless the guy goes, hey, you know what? Here's the 10 bucks. Leave me alone. Let's not ever see each other again. I think this is all wrong. I think it's bad form. It's poor dating etiquette. And I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say no deal here. Well, for what it's worth, you know, I'm not somebody who would do this. I think it's kind of tacky personally, but I'm not gonna fault the girl for asking him for ten bucks towards a twenty dollar Uber. And plus, no, it's I only think- ten bucks. I I think people look. Here's the thing. To your point, Lindsay, I think people argue over the principle of things as opposed to just looking at it in practical terms you know what i'm saying and to your point 10 bucks you're already on a date like who gives a crap you know like give her the 10 bucks and just call it it and be and be done with it um you know you don't have to move forward or you can just move forward with it laura what do you think yeah i want to hear laura's opinion on this okay i think it's a big deal because if you're gonna go on a date you shouldn't expect the person that you're going on a date to pay for your transportation but the only thing for me it's like if we hook up and then you have to go back like then i would be like okay it'll be courteous to pay for the uber you know 
But other than that, like, no. right, 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 right. That's different. Yeah, but, but if Venmo you're, but that doesn't sound like what happened. Right, right exactly. Venmo me half for the Uber. That's cheesy. No, like you shouldn't look. Regardless whether you're a girl, guy, whatever, I don't, you know, doesn't matter. It's if you're going on a date, you, you know, especially on a first date, you don't know this person this well, so you got to get yourself there and don't expect them to pay for it. Like I've gotten on dates and I hate going on a fancy date on the first date. I'd rather do like a coffee thing, and I'm always like, yo. I, yeah. I'll pay for my stuff. Like, just get to know each other because I don't expect someone to pay for me when they don't know me. Like, that's, that's an dumb. interesting point. So I, I um, you know, back when I was single, I used to do that. I used to have a three-date system. Like, the first one was super casual like that. Coffee shop, nothing super expensive. Second one would be maybe something more like a lunch or dinner, right? Like, with a meal, uh, and then the third date, if I got there to the third date, like if I felt like things were going okay, would be something kind of like fun and maybe a little more adventurous or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, like I'm with you on those first dates. Like you should make it super casual. L Lindsay, what do you think? Uh, I feel like you're right. You should keep it casual, like coffee or something, you know, or like just like walking around, hanging out, like. I've been on like one one date, I think, since I moved to California five, four years ago, one real date. And like the first time we went on a date, like we walked around like the marina and stuff like that. Like it wasn't anything where you're stuck because you don't want to get stuck in like right. the movie theater or a restaurant with somebody that you just don't click with. Listen, I get the whole notion of I want to have my own ride. Like when my girlfriend and I go places, like even if it was just for an overnight something and we go to a hotel and they say, how many keys do you need? She's like, two. I'm like, why do we need two? We're always going to be together. She's like, what if we're not? Like, what Just if you say something pisses me off and I want to come yeah. back by myself? Yeah. I need my own key, you know? You're right. Yeah. But uh -huh. I think in this case, to ask the guy to Venmo half after the fact, it's I tacky. think it's cheesy. It's a little tacky. Yeah. All right. What's next? On to the next All one. All right. Hold on. Airline. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. It's very important. All right. Airlines suspended the sale of alcohol on flights due to the health and safety precautions with COVID, but several recently resumed the sale of booze. Passengers, though, have completely taken advantage of alcohol being back a little too much, and a lot of people have completely acted crazy, and now the airlines are backtracking on selling drinks. This has only led passengers and businesses inside the airport that like making money to get a little bit more creative by smuggling in booze with to-go cups... Uh, in their coffee cups, flasks, whatever, you name it. So now the FAA says, quote, as the number of passengers traveling has increased, so is the number of unruly and unsafe behavior incidents on planes and in airports. So our investigations show that alcohol often contributes to this unsafe behavior. And now they're, they're planning on some kind of crackdown where they're going to limit the sale of alcohol in the airport and they're going to maybe frisk people, I guess, to make sure that they're not smuggling anything on the wow. plane. Jeez. Is the FAA cracking down on booze in airports a big deal or no deal? I mean, frisking, I don't feel like they're going to be frisking anyone. Like, let's not get crazy. I think if you put it in plain sight, like, first of all, there's very few things that, I mean, a bottle of alcohol, like maybe even those little tiny travel bottles or whatever, like at the hotels or whatever, you can sneak in in like your backpack or whatever. But, um, I, and, and by the way, there's like an honor system. Maybe someone narks you out when you're on the plane, like, you know, so I don't know. Uh, but an actual like normal bottle of alcohol, like 750 milliliters, it's kind of hard to sneak on a plane mm. um, unless you've got like a big backpack or something. And even then, what are you going to do? You're going to open that thing right in front of everyone. Somebody's Wait, but don't they you. sell those? They sell those like in the duty free stores in the airport, right? Yeah. 
They're going to check your... So Karen says they're going to check your cups. Is that mm-hmm. what you just said, Laura? Yeah, that they're going to check. Well, I mean, you can cups. smell alcohol. It's not crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you uh, Now look, I don't I don't know, man. Like Let me tell you I, something. I hate to be such a big prude here, but I honestly think that that right now cracking down on booze sales in flight is probably a good thing. Have you guys seen the number of videos mm-hmm. that go People are viral? acting like idiots. Yeah, yes. people are being morons and it's probably in many instances alcohol related. And so, I, you know, it always blows my mind when I go on a flight, especially early in the morning, and people start ordering drinks. Yeah, it's weird. That's I'm very like, weird to do me. Do you really drink at 9 o'clock in the morning? And don't it, judge. Oh, no, just because I'm, I'm on an air. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> Laura, I don't need to judge. I, but it just blows my mind. Like, like, dude, it's a 9 o'clock flight. We're flying to Houston, for crying out loud. We're not going right, to three Vegas. Three hours, bro. We're not going yeah. to Hawaii. You know what I mean? You so, don't know I, people's life, okay? Yeah, don't Listen. don't you think a lot of people like only drink that early or make exceptions? Like, how many people are drinking Bloody Marys or whatever like that early in the morning? They're probably doing it because they're flying and maybe they have like jitters or anxiety about no, it. No, I do or... know some people that do it because they have jitters that mm-hmm. they don't like to fly. Um, I didn't. Yeah, do it look, of that, I, but... I don't love the practice in theory, but it, I, I am a little split on it. I got I think. Look, I think it's a big deal because clearly it's a it's a sticking point with a lot of people. But I do agree with Kaplan, man. People are acting like jerks, and I don't think that I don't think alcohol helps that situation. How many times have you been to a game oh, and right. by the third quarter people are bombed after they stop selling uh, alcohol or the seventh inning or whatever it is at a baseball game? Uh, but particularly football games, because football games are the worst in that sense. People are getting there at 11 in the morning, getting sauced, okay, right, mm-hmm. right. out Tailgating. there. And then they're drinking more for the first three quarters. Yep. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, look, I like booze. And I'm not here to try to say that we should do prohibition because I think that's stupid. But I do think that um, – I don't know. I, I do think that, you know, there – I don't have the right answer, but I do think that maybe for a little while we should chill on that just for a bit. Like, I don't know how you enforce that per se, um, but I do think that these are strange times and people are acting weird. Airplane fights have become like the new viral videos. They're 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 better. Airport and airplane fights are better than stadium fights right now. Yes, they're crazy. Why can't people just chill out? Like, can't that be the solution? Calm down. Everybody calm down. People are acting like jerks. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. That, like, people can complain all they want and this, that, and the other, and, you know, that's not fair. Life's not fair, okay? When you were a kid growing up in school, okay, or you were on a team, right? Scott, you played college sports, okay? You, if some guy screwed up, didn't the whole team have to run? Yeah, but let me ask you something. Can you smoke on a plane? No. No. They've they've told you you can't smoke on a plane. I mean, listen, look, I hate to be such a prude. You can't use your phone either, by the way. Right. So like to call someone, you can not to call anyone. That's because it doesn't work. All I'm saying to you is, is that right Ah, now you'd be surprised it does work. Why? The way way people are behaving on planes right now, uh, restricting alcohol sales doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. I get it. Some people get jittery. They need a drink to chill them out. I got that. Just drink it earlier. Like, you know, there's bars. Right. Drink it before you get on the plane. Exactly. Exactly. So here, here was, here's what I would say. Um, Uh oh. Final decision. I'm trying to okay. think. Here. Come on, George. Final decision. I don't know, man. I like kind of those videos, bro. They're kind of funny. Bro. So just let people drink. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Next. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> Very good. All right. So I brought this up. Uh, we brought this up on Mason in Ireland earlier. So full disclosure. But I'm bringing Oh, there it you go. At least again. you're telling us. Greg, didn't, Greg tried to pass it off as he never told us. So there yeah. you go. No. 
I'm not passing anything off. I just feel like this is a very fascinating story, and I would love to hear what you guys think about it because we didn't spend a ton of time on it because we had a Carmelo Anthony call in. But I'll ask you guys. So Quentin Tarantino, he said that he's made good on a vow that he made as a child to never give money to his mother. In an interview with director Brian Koppelman for the Moment podcast, Tarantino Mm. said that because his mother was not supportive of his writing career when he was young and belittled it, he's never felt obligated to share his riches with her. He says to this day, he's never bought his mom anything. No car, no house, no mommy, uh, Elvis Cadillac, he called it. Nothing with the millions that he's made. Is this a big deal or no deal? That's a big deal. He's a terrible son. Uh, Barry, look, now maybe there's some other deeply rooted stuff I don't know about. Maybe she tortured him or something like that. So unless she did something like that, which is really messed up and she should be in jail for, I think that's whack as hell. Uh, Number one, okay, uh, let me explain something to you, okay? I I have uh, parents who were exiles, immigrant parents, okay? They came to this country. When I first told them what I wanted to do for a living, particularly my dad, he didn't speak to me for months. He was like, I did not leave communist, a communist country, okay? I had to cut sugarcane to get a visa, okay, in the fields, all right? For you to have this freedom in this country, for you to choose to maybe try to be someone who broadcasts sports. Mm-hmm. I came to this country so you could be a doctor or a lawyer, okay? Mm-hmm. And you better like that bleep. Mm-hmm. And I told him, nah, bro, it ain't going to happen. That's not nah, what I want to do. You know, and and so I I get it. Let me tell you something. My dad, when I got when I saw my dad also had a a, almost a life life threatening event. Right. He had a massive stroke one, you know, in 2003. And he, you know, he lost ability to speak. Um, He could understand everything. He could read everything. He could emote. He just couldn't speak. And he was partially paralyzed. So my life changed that day. So all the stuff that I went through, all the petty nonsense that I went through with him growing up, because, you know, boys and dads, they they rub against each other a lot in the sense of like emotionally, uh, you know, and, and all those things like there's so much so many emotional rubs. Uh, between father and son because you want to be a man as a, as a young man and your dad's trying to tell you you're not ready to be a man and, like, he needs to show you the way. There's a lot of weird stuff there. So, but I let all that petty stuff aside because you, you, you don't know, like, when that's going to happen. What's going to happen, you know, God forbid something happens to his mom one day and he looks back and say, man, I shouldn't have been that petty. That's some BS. Um, you know, if, if I, you know, I, I did a lot of things for my parents um, once my dad got, got sick. And, you know, he since passed away, you know, back in 2017. And I still do stuff for my mom, okay, all the time. I call her every day, even if it's for two minutes. And and I send her stuff and I do stuff for her. I send her groceries. I send her food on Postmates. I do all that stuff because you know what? You don't want to live with regret. You don't want to live because you, you know, with regret because you were petty of all things. So I think that is the wackest thing ever. He's a great director, but I think he's a piss poor human being. Wow. Wow. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. I know we got a lot of Hollywood celebs that love ESPN 710. Let me talk to you for one second, bro. So, dude, I live by this philosophy. Success is the greatest revenge. Your mother was not supportive of what you wanted to do. That motivated you, drove you. You became a huge success. You've made a ton of money. Rather than being so bitter about it and and not sharing all of this wealth that you have accumulated because by the way you got generational wealth you'll never have to work another day in your life you got plenty of money but to be able to share that money 
is really the gift in all of it. And so be grateful, believe it or not, because had your mother said, hey, little Quentin, you're such a good writer and you're going to be a great movie director someday. Maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe it was the way she treated you that motivated you to prove her wrong. Dude, buy your mama a car, buy your mama a house, be a bigger man, if you will. And, uh, and dude, share some of that wealth with your parents. This is like serious to me. Like I have a buddy of mine who became a wealthy guy and his father was his swim coach as a kid. And dad disappeared and so on. And I encouraged him forever. Dude, reestablish a relationship with your father. It's the only one you have. Quentin, I'm talking to you now. Reestablish this relationship with your mom. Hook her up. Take care of her. And just know that you have created the greatest revenge by being so successful. That's me on my soapbox. All right, we're just going to stay here and just finish out the show at this point. <laughs> nice. So anyway. Way to operate uh, the clock here, man. Good job. I know, dude. It's fine. Sorry, like, guys. That was on me. <laughs> no, that's on me, too. Break. Like, I got to do better. But, Lindsay, I'll tell you this. We don't, break, we don't break the clock this bad on this show. This is all you, and I mean that in a good way. Good well, it's not, it's not a good thing, though, because as the producer, I'm supposed to be, you know, the one that helps keep you guys on track, so. Yeah, but that's fine. We, I know, we, we're getting, we're, we're, you know, we just paused for traffic, and we got it in, and we're just, uh, you know, we're going to finish out the segment just a little early. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I, I, that's so whack, bro. Like, you, you, you don't know, like, how long people are on this earth, man. Like, I think that's crazy by Quentin Tarantino, personally. I got a buddy of mine, George, who grew up dirt poor. I mean, dirt, dirt, dirt poor, right? And uh, became ridiculously ultra wealthy. I mean, crazy ultra wealthy. And, um, you know, he took good care of his mother. Took, you know, his father will come visit and his father will walk into the house. And the first thing he'll say is, I need 50 grand. Like, there's no warm up. There's no, there's no, how are the kids doing? You know, there's no, hey, come to grandpa, sit on my lap. You know, let me show my son that I care about his children. He walks in the house. Hey, I need 50 grand. And it irritates him to no end. But we have these conversations. And he was telling me this story about these people that he grew up with, kind of like second parents to him. And they're, they're older now, and their business wasn't as successful later in life, and so on and so forth. So I said to him, I go, dude, write him a check for 100 grand. What the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, why? Why do I need to write him a check for 100 grand? I go, let me ask you something. You're a very wealthy guy. Is 100 grand going to change your life? Seriously. It's not. So it will drastically change their lives. They were an important part of who you have become. Hook them up, dude. What is wrong with you? And I wonder to myself, if I had all of this wealth, would I be as generous as I'm suggesting he be? You know, like I always feel like, hey, you wouldn't have to ask. I just give. But I don't know, man. Sometimes people get to that point like Quentin Tarantino. And rather than thinking, you know what? I'm going to do what's right or what I what what most people would think is right. But in this case, I know Quentin Tarantino holding you, a grudge against his mom. You know, it's crazy, too. I looked it up. He's worth, according to the Internet, you know, who knows how accurate it is. But he's supposedly worth like $120 million. Yeah. To not share any of that with his mom who raised him, that's insane. Yeah, I know. It's too bad. That's too bad. It really is. Yeah. You know what's insane, too? Just to flip back to sports, because I know I teased this like six hours ago. Um and by the way, if you missed any part of the show, uh, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, uh, Sedano and Cap. And also, you know, Ken Basemore joined us about an hour and a half ago. Can I tell you my favorite cool. part of that? My, my favorite part of Bazemore was... The golf? No, no. It was really that LeBron texted him, hey, mm -hmm. man, we got some big things happening. We'd love to have you on the team. 
But when the text comes in and the number is 310-555-5555, he's like, who the hell is texting me? And then he reads down to the bottom and he realizes that LeBron actually signs his name. Like, hey, LeBron. So he, had no, he didn't have LeBron's phone number in his phone. Why would he? And he was really blown away that LeBron took the time to text him, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, that is cool. Listen, getting a text from LeBron is cool no matter who you are. Even if you're a colleague <laughs> or or anyone for that matter, you know, and whether that's LeBron or that would be any like of these great superstars, right? Like I think that there's that. By the way, I'm watching Kawhi Leonard and Paul George watching the summer league team of the LA Clippers. That's kind of cool. There's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of guys showing up to summer league, uh, you know, making sure that they're there to see their guys uh, play in summer league, the new guys, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Kawhi took a lot of grief. We gave him a lot of grief last week, deservedly so. And maybe he heard some of that. Maybe is he, he heard on some crutches? Is he limping? What, what can you I tell can't me? tell. He's sitting down. So I All don't, right. I don't and know. what channel yeah. are you watching this summer league game on? This is on ESPNU at the moment. Okay. All right. Because let me just tell you something, George. And I, this is a little bit of a bone to pick, but here it goes. Last night, I'm, I'm laying in bed. I'm flipping some channels, you know. And there's just nothing on right. except the summer league. The Lakers. Yeah. yeah. I watched the Lakers and the Suns in the summer league last night. And I, yeah. I blame that on game. you. Yeah, I blame yeah. it on you, just by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that I would normally watch. Um, but I was like, you know what? There's a live game on right now. These are potential up-and-coming Laker players. You know what? I'm going to sit here and watch it. It was actually a really, really entertaining game. It was a spectacular finish. Um, and it was great. So I, I don't usually watch the summer league. Because uh, it's kind of like watching preseason football in a way, but I I was I was I was on one hand I was cursing like Sedano's got me watching summer league basketball, and then on the other hand I was like, hey, thanks Sedano for getting me to watch summer league basketball. It's good. There you go, and you enjoyed it. They I did. Uh, they had a they had a great finish to that game. So there you go. It was fun, right? It was a game winner basically right at the end. Yeah, rebound and shot right in midair yeah. off the bank. Austin yeah, Reeves, good. Oklahoma Sooner. Yeah, big big putback off a rebound. Uh, so anyhow, uh, one thing I was oh we only have thirty seconds. Damn it, I didn't get to the Olympic take. All right, here's the Olympic take real quick because we have twenty seconds. NBC. I know the last time you were in Asia was Beijing and it was two thousand and eight, um, and the uh, Twitter was in its infancy. But we all know what happened. Make sure we start airing stuff live on NBC. I know there's a lot of different NBC platforms, but big NBC should be playing the big stuff in real time. Dude, That's I watch it all rant. on Twitter. You're right. Yeah. Lindsay, thank you. Great job. Laura, great job. Kaplan, excellent work as always. We're out of here. We'll talk to you manana. See ya.